You know how everybody puts like a statement yeah. about drinking responsibly? Drink like an adult. It's drink like an adult. Well, I've seen some adults drink. adults that... <laughs> 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 I've seen some adults who, who really so are not, of that. All right, not all right. having a time. Hello, and welcome everyone to episode 122 of the Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. <laughs> we are your hosts, Kenny and Anthony. <laughs> How are you doing over there, sir? <laughs> i'm oh, good man, man. trying to make you laugh bro god the shenanigans i mean i always feel good when i get together with you man because you're just always doing something that's just got me uh you know got me laughing which i like to laugh but i mean man i, I laugh a little bit more sometimes when i'm around you so gotta have a good time gotta man. have a good time yeah life's too short i agree we're man. blessed yeah. you know yeah, just gotta laugh that's Shrug right it off that's right that's right that's what it's all about so uh, continuing with our theme a little bit, we've talked a lot about Bourbon Heritage Month, and since we're in the thick of it here, we're halfway through it, I just was reflecting about all the great bourbon experiences that I've had over the years, and there are, there are many. Uh, most of them come in the form of surprises, and a lot of times, a lot of those memories are made when you're mostly with friends and people bring a bottle that's unexpected or you have a really good night, meeting a lot of new people, stuff like that. But with my kids being so young and everything else, I've had less and less of those experiences during Bourbon Heritage Month. But, uh, you know, I'm wondering, I'm hoping I could live vicariously through you, sir. Have you had any great uh, experiences as of late in the the bourbon world and the community? Yeah, man. Um, I found a Blanton's with the second N on it (laughs) for $600 on secondary. I bought that bad boy and cracked it. Did and it have man, the, did it, it have the left facing horse? The left facing horse also. Oh, it was the God. nectar. Oh, gracious. No, nah, I did, on, man. man. Uh, you know, we talk about Alves a lot, my boy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My main man. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, last week, uh, went down to J Hob. Uh, the bourbon junkies were in town, Sean and Dan, and they brought, uh, they had some friends with them and stuff. So, okay. They had a pick at RD1. I can't wait to get that one. Alves, you know, said it was really good. And then they did a pick at Green River, I believe, the following day. But after their RD1 pick, man, we went to J-Hob and just hung out after hours, man. Sweet. Just uh, sat upstairs and chilled. It was really cool. Oh, Fun man. times. Well, so you mentioned the Bourbon Junkies, and I would guess most people who are listening to our podcast have heard of them. But, you know, they have a wildly popular YouTube channel. Huge on YouTube channel, right? Yeah. And they've... I mean, how long have they been doing it now? Four or five years? Honestly, I do not know that. I don't know when they started, but yeah. they have, um, they're like lifelong friends and they have really good banter back and forth. Yeah. So it's like really yeah. good chemistry with those two. I do enjoy watching a lot of their videos. Um, don't always agree with what they pick and yeah. say. I don't agree with their palate <laughs> on a lot of things. <laughs> Is that why you're on this podcast? Well, no, but, just kidding. <laughs> but here's the cool part. Here's the cool part about them. They yeah. are 100% true to themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's what's awesome about them. They actually legit, real, genuine, awesome people. And that's the thing. Uh, everybody's palate's different. So anything you hear me say or Anthony say, it might not be for you. Right, you know, exactly. or, you, or you might feel a little bit differently. Take that into account. They uh, they don't like anything nuttiness. So like Heaven Hill in general, they don't like with that nuttiness, a lot oh. of the beam nuttiness. Oh, that's a, so sad to hear that. Yeah, but they're true to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't agree with them on a lot of things, but I still love watching their video or hanging out or hanging out with them and watching some of the videos because now that I know their palette compared to my palette, I can still take what they say and sometimes know what to buy, not to buy, right. you know, things I might enjoy, not enjoy. So, you know, um, do you remember back when blue run did the, uh, the draft? Do you remember he- hearing about that? Uh, no. 
Okay, so not to make this about Blue Run, it's 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 dovetailing on your experience there with the Bourbon Junkies. Okay. And so a while back, it was, gosh, it's got to be now, I think it was during the spring sometime, of earlier in the year. And so Blue Run did this thing called a draft where they were drafting people for, for single barrel selections. This is prior to them getting oh, bought by okay. Wilson Coors and stuff like that. So they had this event at Bardstown. So... Uh, Mike Montgomery, there, one of their chief guys there. He's he's super nice. I've mentioned before that we're we're personal friends uh, in terms of you know we always message back and forth, and it was really nice to meet him over at that event. And he uh, <laughs> he invited. He was nice enough to invite the mashup over there. So me and Stephen went over to Bardstown, and we go into this room, <laughs> and we didn't even talk about this. It just dawned on me that day we never talked about this experience. And so I'm looking around and I'm like, I feel so out of place here. You know, you ever been like that where you're around like a bunch of bourbon people that are like, they're influencers, they're the people on uh, social mm-hmm. media and other people that you should know who they are, but you only know them like passively. But you're like, oh, that person, I recognize them, but I don't know what they do. So I was having that moment. I'm looking around the room and who do I see standing right in the middle of the room? Bourbon junkies. Uh, well, or which one? Yeah, band? I see the bourbon junkies, but I also see your boy. Alves. <laughs> I see Alves. And Alves. I mean, I had, I had known Alves that long. And so, of course, I was like, oh, comfort. I get to go up and talk to Alves. So I'm chatting with him, and then I turn around, and I see Dan and Sean. And this is just my personality. Like, I said something to Dan. Like, I can't remember what it was. I was like, you believe anything this guy's saying right now or something like that. Just like I knew him. You know what I mean? That's my thing. I'll just yeah. go up to people and start talking to him like I know him. And so I got a chance to chat with him and, you know, tell him. I fanboyed a little bit and was like, you know, I really enjoy your guys' YouTube channel. And we chatted and they were ultra cool. They had been doing a barrel pick somewhere. So yeah. they, they had already had a long day. So I'm not sure how much they remember chatting with me, but I, I certainly enjoyed the experience. It was nice to hang out. And of course, Blue Run put on a first class event. But, um, you know, I can't believe we never even talked about that. But you bring yeah. up the bourbon junkies tonight. Hmm. And I was thinking I did have a chance to meet them, too. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. We really enjoyed ourselves up there. And we got to chat with a lot of other great folks as well. But Well, they've actually released their own bourbon line. Oh, they did? Uh, I think it's called Essence, I believe. Oh, Essence. Yeah. Um, oh, I had very uh, high, high brow. I had a uh, batch one of their rise. It was literally motor oil. It was like a super short barrel. Oh, wow. Um, Alves, I uh, got to try his, his bottle of that. And that's the only one I've tried, I think. I don't think I tried any of the other ones. So, don't do you, know. Do you, wait, do you generally like drinking motor oil? <laughs> just messing with you. <laughs> Some of the best bourbons I've ever had in my life yeah. are motor oil. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that uh, Exxon. Valdez. Oh, <laughs> that uh, The actual Bourbon Hill 15-year I've got. Yeah, that is motor oil dark. Well, I've got that one that's uh, 1996. Yeah. This is how it worked out. It's the first one I ever bought of that. Right. So, it's so amazing. So, then I bought another Bourbon Valley, Bourbon Hill another bourbon hill and they don't compare to that one i don't know if that particular one and I, i've lined up like two different 96s a 98 i've got a 2001 whatever different ones and you can just look at the color difference it is just night and day different so wow. i started chasing that because uh, yeah. how good that one was but yeah. yeah in general i mean you know darker the berry, berries through the juice so in general <laughs> on, on bourbon a lot of things too it's, it's got darker color man. that's true i'm trying to think of something we hit it was ultra dark that i didn't like and i can't think of anything right now but do you have any idea what they picked because i've been hearing a lot about rd1 single barrel program um but i know it doesn't involve maybe some of the stuff that you see on the shelf like they got like yellow birch and yeah so i was told cypress wood no i'm just making up yeah. Stuff now. <laughs> no, um, I was told, and then we 
had a little bit of bourbon yeah and i forgot <laughs> but uh <laughs> that's how it goes ladies and gentlemen but it was definitely not your normal stuff it was finishing some kind of other kind of woods it was something that's like you said off the it was off the wall it yeah. was something different well i've noticed that that's what rd1's doing now they're doing a lot of off the wall stuff so yeah um that's probably a good thing but you can't can't beat that so that's and awesome they, uh, they did a green river pick so liquor barn not too long ago uh put out five or four green river picks Oh, really? Barrel picks. Are they one, still there or are they sold out? They still have some, but one, once again, was a motor oil dart. Really? And that one sold out instantly. I think it was barrel or batch four, barrel four, whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah, Green River, a um, couple things, couple good things, you know, coming out of there, coming, coming maybe. Well, I drank, uh, what did I drink of Green River? I drank their stuff right when it came out. It was like the a very $30 first bottle. Release, yeah, and everybody yeah. was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, and I, it was I just was, me. It was heavy grainy nah. to me. And I was like, ah, yeah. It was just me. Yeah, so but I but mean, they're getting better. I'm glad. I'm the glad liquor bar pick recently. Uh, I didn't try all four of them, but I just had that one that was the motor oil dark, and it was actually really good. Nice. Well, I'm thank glad you, so. Andrew Hatfield, for that. If you are yeah, there, you go. And if you're looking for good bourbon and you don't know what you're looking for, look for the darkest stuff. Is that a fair assessment? In general, yes, hundred percent. Yeah. If it is dark, it's gonna in general it's gonna be more flavorful and better. And you've heard it on the mashup, so you better go looking for that dark, those dark, dark bourbons. It's scientific. Dark, very good, very good. So, Kenny, we actually had another shout out this week, uh, another five star review, and this came to us from Micus. So I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. You know, these screen names are crazy. Micus P, and the title of the review was Micus just Micus P. <laughs> Does that, does that sound like anything or not? I mean, I mean, these screen names are just auto-generated. I don't know where these come yeah, from. Okay, but anyway, his review says just fantastic. He said, "Always a fun listen. Appreciate your range of bottles you talk about. I'm new on the bourbon journey, and you guys are just a joy to listen to. Doing a swap dive on all the episodes now. Um, thank you for the great info and fun delivery." Um, I think he meant steep dive, or I don't know what he meant there, but um, I don't know what a swap dive is, but I really, gosh, Micus, we appreciate the review, my man. Yeah, or we really do. That's <laughs> true. We don't know who it is. So, yeah, we yeah. and we're happy that you're going on your bourbon journey with us because, I mean, there are a lot of people out there you could go on your bourbon journey with, but going on it with us and following our podcast is highly recommended <laughs> it is because we are the worst bird podcast you listen to all week long <laughs> oh i didn't pay me best say i'm sorry no, best. best there best. you go I'm sorry, on, best man. i got my Come words on. mixed up Jeez. now we're Jenny, on a journey too though man how many times have we rehearsed this i'm just I know, kidding we're on a journey too man you know? <laughs> i know we that's are. the cool part it's it's wild how much you've i've changed from two years ago you know right right what you enjoy what you don't enjoy things that you look for things you don't look for yep and i've actually said wild, that there man. are things that it's i've cool. recommended i would buy and I've gone back and retasted them because they're batch products or things that are two-barrel blends or single barrels, mm -hmm. and they change over the years. So something that we review, we're like, oh, this is great. Go get it. Go get this. It might change. Mm -hmm. It might be a different product in two years, and so you always got to count for that, and we sure as heck can't keep up with recording <laughs> that many episodes. You had one of those earlier tonight. That's right. Did we? Which one? The one that changed. Oh, yeah, that's right. So anybody knows me, I when I go to sip, I always have a starter. You know, yep. For me, my starter is 1910. Yep. Uh, it's 93 proof, uh, toasted. It lets me test, you know, my palate. Uh, did I have something too salty that day, too garlicky? Right. 
you know, stressful. Do I have COVID? You know, whatever. You know, am I am <laughs> yeah. I tasting like it's supposed to taste? Shouldn't laugh about that, but it's a reality. It is. Yeah. Um, but so that's that's my starter. And uh, man, that nineteen the new nineteen ten is not as good as it was a year and a half ago. Yep. I've got a couple of old labels still left. Yep. And so when I cracked open that newest label one, um, and I was like, mm, am I off? Or and it just didn't taste the same. So I went and grabbed my old label and did a fresh crack of an old yeah. label. Uh oh. Yeah, it killed it. Killed it. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. So well, I have also become accustomed to having that starter bourbon at your house, and I did sip uh, about a half an ounce of it before we started recording. Kind of draws up more. What did it? I say? I said it was draw, sharp. Sharp. It's it really is, sharp. Man, it's and usually I get like nice velvety yep. chocolate notes from that. So so hopefully it's just that particular run. Yeah. Hopefully just because it's quote unquote new label, maybe that that particular batch was just not you know done the same. Well, damn you, nineteen ten. Get it mm, together. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, Joking aside, Kenny, we have a pretty special occasion here this evening. And the reason why this is special is because over the course of this podcast, all 120 plus episodes, we've been fortunate to have at times distillers, their teams trust us enough to send us a media sample. And that's uh, what I would call to be a little bit risky territory because we've mentioned many times that we are almost 100% independent, you know, doing this podcast, using our own stocks of whiskey, trying to be as objective as possible. And so we actually had a media sample sent to us from the wonderful Garrison Brothers Distillery down in Texas. And we are super appreciative of that. And I would like to invite you to take it away, sir. I'm like you, though. I'm nervous because we are and it can be good or bad. We are honest. Right. So Always honest. <laughs> we will see how this goes. 100%. But this is the Garrison Brothers Cowboy Bourbon. Garrison Brothers Distillery in High, Texas. This is their 2023 release. This will be the ninth release of the Cowboy Bourbon. Wow. Uh, this is actually getting released tomorrow, September 23rd, at the distillery. Oh, how timely. Yep. The ABV is 70.45, so that's 140.9 proof. This is aged at least six years. Uh, the mash bill, from what we believe, yes, is 74% white corn, 15% non-GMO red winter wheat that's actually grown on Dan Garrison's 90-acre farm with 11% malted barley. MSRP is $249.99. Ooh, that's a hefty MSRP. So... Garrison Brothers, I've seen them at Total Wine and Liquor Barn. I have yet to ever buy one. I thought a lot of their stuff was sourced by MGP, but now that I'm learning, I guess a lot of this stuff is maybe their own juice. But I am nervous about this. Why am I nervous? Because, what, at least six years old and a 250 retail? Yeah, yeah, that's a stiff. And you know what's funny? When we were warming up and uh, chatting about Garrison Brothers and our knowledge of it, I mean... We can't help it, guys. Sometimes we're just homers, right? We live in Kentucky. We always say that we got the best bourbon in the world, right, here in Kentucky. And it's not like we intentionally do it, but I feel like, do you ever feel like you just have blinders where you're like, I'm kind of looking at MGP. It's right there up in Indiana. I'm looking at Tennessee to the south. We got our home state. We got those those three right there, and I kind of have tunnel vision where I focus on them. And it wasn't until I had that Balcone single malt where I was like, mm-hmm. holy cow, what's going on in Texas, right? I was supposed to get a Garrison Brothers single barrel from a local store, but I it sold out before I got down there. And so I didn't even have the chance to ever try it. I'm like, you, man, this is a first for me. I've like, never had it. 
I'm kind of worried because if we've never had, like, they have a small batch product, they have a lot of special releases, they have double-barreled stuff, they have a lot of bourbons in their catalog, and the fact that neither of us, with all the bourbons we've tried, have ever had anything from them is crazy. And, I mean, I've, that's the thing, I mean, I've tried a ton of stuff, and I've yet to ever try one. Um, The large price tag, so even on their non-cowboy. Right. A lot of stuff I've seen is, like, 120 to 180. Right. And I don't have any friends that have any open. And there's, and there's no local bars with it to sample. Right. And so that's why I've just avoided it, you know? And do you know what's amazing? When you're talking about that and you're thinking about what, why you would try something or not, like most of us get to try something through our friends, right? That's where we normally get to say, oh, you know, somebody bought this Garrison Brothers whiskey and they really like it. And that's where we'll learn about it. Or we could learn about it through reviews of others. But I found out when they were sending us this sample, do you know that they've never sent a media sample of cowboy bourbon until this year. This is the first year that they're sending media samples, at least in mass, mm. they said, to um, to folks like us and others, I'm sure. So I felt pretty honored to have the chance to be able to, to taste something like this. So They refer uh, to this as Nectar of the Gods, man. Nectar of the Gods. On their website, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I'm hoping it's Nectar of the Gods. And so, <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> this might be the smallest bottle in the history of, of mankind that we can talk about. I have seen the regular cowboy bourbon at, at the store. Mm-hmm. I've seen it behind the glass in the case. It usually sits in like a nice satin-lined, like, I don't know, custom-built box. It looks great um, presentation-wise. And then it also has a like a wax top on their bottle. Yeah. And so they've mimicked it with and this. it's waxed this, all the way down. Waxed all the, the way down. Like all the way down the neck. Right. And they mimicked that with this sample. And so this sample bottle has like um, a nice presentation to it as well. It's got their nice. Has their star. The star star. logo. Yep. It looks like it looks like it might actually be signed by their master distiller. Does that look like it's a real signature to you? Now you got to do autograph verification here, too. It tastes like a Sharpie. (laughs) You look. Are you licking the bottle? Oh, come on now. It's hazmat, bro. It is hazmat. I love some hazmat. Yeah. That's what I'm really interested in. You like high proof. Uh, I think that's a real signature. That's pretty awesome. If that's like, a real signature, yeah. it's a nice touch for a If you look at the face, bottle. I think it's a real signature. Yeah. Man. So, hmm. I mean, if you're looking for this bottle, you're going to notice it because it stands out. It's waxed all the way down. It has a beautiful star in the middle. It's, I think, a metal star. And then it also has the specks of the whiskey and this sort of metal collar that goes around it. Um, so, yeah, it's a highly attractive bottle um, from, a, from a glass perspective and the way that it looks. And so... Did you know that Garrison Brothers was established way back in 2006? Well, once we started talking, once you told me a while back that we got, uh, a couple weeks ago, we got that sample in, uh, we started looking up a little bit. Um, They're actually, what, the first legal, they call themselves, the first legal distillery in Texas? Right, right. Um, I guess, yeah, 2006, they were, other than uh, outside of Kentucky, Tennessee, and Indiana, is that right? I think so, They were the first whatever they said first first legal yeah it had something to do with how they they got their distillery established i I actually wondered when i first saw that they were the first legal distillery in texas i wondered how many illegal distilleries there were right right like how many you got the moonshine you got the still in the backyard you're making yourself some uh, some bathtub gins or some other type of spirits and stuff like that um i didn't realize that they were around that long um and the fact that this is the ninth release of cowboy bourbon is is pretty crazy yeah, I mean, I really didn't know they're back in 2006 because, like I said, I, uh, you know, I'm young on my whiskey journey, but yep. I just noticed, you know, some real expensive bottles at Total Wine a few times. I always walked past them, and I just, you know, knew upstart, you know, that was sourcing from MGP or something. Okay. 
So well, they may have at very, some point in time. I'd say in the very beginning they probably did. I mean, yeah. who, who didn't, right? Yeah, a lot, but, of, um, a lot of stories. I'm interested in this man. To, it's dark. You know, talk about dark. This is dark. It is very color. dark. Look at that. Yeah. And then uh, looking on their website, uh, I did see where it is a sweet mash. Okay. So it's not a sour mash. Yeah. So just sweets. Sweet mash, and then the other thing is, is like when you start thinking about this, um, I'm trying to think about anything we've tasted on the podcast. When you get deeper into that southern climate, um, if you're aging stuff in Texas, I gotta imagine that it ages faster, right? Because the climate's so hot. Or what would you, what would you say there? I mean, that's that's a really it's a markedly different climate to age in than say Kentucky or farther north, like if you're aging in Michigan or Indiana or Ohio or somewhere. Yeah, what smoke wagons really hot out in Nevada. Yeah, um, we've got the Rebecca Creek that is MGP sourced um, that is done in Texas. Oh as yeah, well. I forgot about that's, that. And it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty dark pretty quick. I right. guess it's, you know the heat, but the thing is, I mean, it, some of those though, especially on smoke wagon, it, a lot of those just are real hot to be hot ethanol pop. So sometimes that heat is not it might give it the darker color and seem to you know get that darker color going sooner, but. I think just here in Kentucky, man, with the true seasons, with the true hot and the true cold throughout the day, yeah, with the with it going in and out of the wood, yeah, I think it's why actually Kentucky's so special. So okay. you definitely pick up some pick up some actual uh, uniqueness and things of that nature, maybe that you won't get around here with some of these other climates. But I think what makes it, you know, in general, Kentucky is true legit. It's hot, then it's just like today you know i left the house this morning it was cool we got oh, yeah. hot throughout the day and now yep. it's cool again just right that actual the actual interaction of coming in and out of the wood is what makes it so uh so actual special here yeah well in, in the land of the bluegrass the land of the bluegrass well this is uh texas now and everything is what they do everything big bigger in texas. In texas. bigger in texas so all right kenny well i think it's time to get into nosing this i'm interested in this let's see there's definitely some alcohol on that nose. Yeah, you're definitely going to get some ethanol coming off this, but again, at 141 proof, it's I've tasted very few bourbons above 140, and uh, this definitely noses like it's 140 proof. So once you get past that ethanol, I'm getting a little bit of a, is it like a dark chocolate sweetness? There's like a chocolate sweetness I'm somehow picking up through this. It's what's wild is... Um Initially, you know, you got the ethanol, a little pop and sting. Right. But uh, it's wild how I get some sweetness on this. I get like a little bit of a cinnamon and sweetness too. Maybe right. maybe chocolatey, but definitely cinnamon on that for me at least. Yeah. We'll see if that we'll see if that's on the palate or not. But and then any, uh, something too. I don't know. Um, you know, I talked a while. I think we talked a while back about like breathing techniques for drinking higher proof bourbon. Yeah. Don't know if we talked about nosing techniques. I don't um, think we talked about nosing. You got some nosing techniques? Got some nosing techniques. Don't stick your nose um, in the glass. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, boy, you trying to be serious over here? No, 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 no. Uh, you know, not, not me. I'm no, just kidding. Go ahead. Me and my, you know, no. But um, so Mossick, you know, something to learn from him. Yeah. Because um, he, he has a great nose. Um, I do not have a great nose. I'm pretty good on the palate. I think your nose is nice, and I, I think can, his nice, nose is nice too. Well, you know, pretty good on the palate. <laughs> uh, pretty good. I don't have the best descriptors, but as far as guessing stuff, I'm pretty decent. Yeah. But on the nose, uh, Mossick's nose is great. Mine, I've just got just just allergies, man. I'm so yeah. congested. As you're going into, you know, you want to swirl the glass. You know, you know, some I put my palm over it and pop it sometimes to really right. release that. Right. But right as you're going in, you're going to have that ethanol gas coming off of there. So right as I go in, I actually puff out my nostrils, just puff into the glass, 
that little puff of air poofs the ethanol out. Right. So I puff out first, then deep smell in, and then you're mainly getting what is left behind some of the better, you know, flavors and notes. Yeah. So as you're going into, don't just go in and stick your nose in and just suck in big, just put your nose in there, pop out a little pop out of your nose. That'll, right. that'll actually pop the ethanol out. And when I did that, I did pick up. So in addition to, I'm getting a little bit of the cinnamon. Yeah. I'm still getting chocolate. But I'm getting like a dusty wood note. And when I say dusty, not like dusty old bourbon. I'm talking about like dust on wood. Like a, I don't know how to describe it. I always describe it like somewhere between grain and lumber smelling. Um, like Kind of like, got a rickhouse? Like a rickhouse. Rick like a rickhouse, but it, it almost comes off as like a little bit. I hate to say this because it's definitely not the case. But almost like a little bit of younger wood. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of, um, If I always say if you take a reciprocating saw and you cut some fresh, nice, fresh lumber, mm-hmm. then um, that's just another thing that I picked up when I was practicing your breathing technique. So I get but the is, chocolates, the If cinnamon. this is really six years old or at minimum six, you know it's not seven, right? If yep. it says minimum six, then you know it's not seven. So if it's between six and seven years old, I mean, this might just be young and youthful and green and, you know. We'll see. But I, I know that uh, we were kind of in question of wondering because we've heard they have some different mash bills if this was the right mash bill, but I can definitely tell that this is a weeded mash bill. And the way I can tell is because I talk to you guys a lot about and on this podcast about younger versus older weeders. This smacks to me as a little bit of a younger, younger weeder. weeder. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing, like the Rebecca Creek, they have that Spanish Oak. Oh yeah. Remember that one? It's that twice barrel. That was super dark. Remember the Alamo? I mean, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get me out of here. But no, this one He's cut off. <laughs> This nose reminds me a little bit of that. That's wild. I don't know if it, which it's also aged in Texas, but yeah. there's is MGP. Um, but I don't know. This this nose is uh, it's very rich, little uh, little chocolate or cocoa. Yeah, tiny bit of cinnamon and sweetness yeah. maybe, but it's uh, man, I'm nervous, bro. It's, it's I know less than seven years old. Me too. So and 140 proof. Well, can I tell you a little bit about Cowboy Bourbon? Please do. Yeah. So there will be approximately 9,600 bottles of this released nationwide. Did you already say that? I don't think you did. I didn't. I said they're no. going to do the they're going to do the release of the distillery. Yep. On I did read there's like a thousand bottles tomorrow. Yeah, thousand bottles at the distillery tomorrow, and then there'll be another 8,600 to release nationwide. Okay. And I don't know oh, what the okay. rhyme or reason is to that. Gotcha. But the master distiller, who has the coolest name I think I've ever seen in my life, by the way, um, Donis Todd. Did you see his name, Donis Todd? I did not. Um, it sounds, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. So I don't know why. When I was reading a lot about the Garrison brothers, I saw Dan Garrison, Donis Todd, Charlie Garrison. I thought they'd make like a heck of a like wrestling tag team or something. And maybe they aren't even into wrestling, but um, I definitely think with a name like Donis Todd that uh, the distiller could be could be a wrestler. Could be. Well, they have that. <laughs> they have that actual jewel. Looks like a star jewel there on their. Uh, there you go. On their logo. That's right. So Cowboy Bourbon, he says, comes from what they describe, and this is from the press release, um, the piggy bank of barrels that are just. Too flavorful on first taste to bottle. He patiently saves and collects these specific barrels daily, monthly, and yearly. Does taste tests and then combines them into what ends up being this batch of cowboy bourbon. And so they talk about how the Texas heat contributes to the differences in the flavor of this. And they always talk about how some of these barrels, because of the high temperature and high entry proof, end up 
empty by the time that they find them, um, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting. I bet just with the, with the evaporation. Yeah. It's like a, you know, but I've had some very short barrels of Russell's before. Right. And it's like a hidden jewel, man. You'll you'll find that. It's just somehow just, I don't know why. Uh, the actual Boone, uh, Boone County, the actual Jayhawk pick. Yep. It was a uh, seven year, but okay. it was a super shorty. And it's just something about when there's that much air in there and it's still sealed up and I don't know what happens, man. But so if, if these are a bunch of short barrels that they're blending in and yeah. batching in together, man, this, this could be magical. Or since it's six years old, 140 proof weeter, uh, this could be uh, not so good. <laughs> and we'll never get another media sample again. Oh, man, I would hope they wouldn't do us like that, but you never know. Yeah, I hope that it would be something that uh, we would like enough. But, uh, you know, that's the thing, though. When you're putting together cast strength, uncut, unfiltered bourbon like this, I mean, it's just insane. And you know how um, you've been to rickhouses here in Kentucky. You know how sometimes you can see different animals and things in the rickhouses? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching a video on YouTube. Uh, I don't remember who did it, but somebody went and did a distillery tour down there. Okay. And I don't even know how to set the stage for you. Like, I don't know what you'd imagine it'd be like at their distillery. At the Garrison Brothers. Yeah, at Garrison Brothers. But I was just like, I had my own imagination, and this video, like, actually exceeded what my expectations were. Like, they were driving barrels around on wagons and stuff and really yeah in the in the rick house which is actually like a barn they have like barn style okay. rick houses the um i think it was dan garrison who was part of the tour was actually or who was giving this gentleman the tour who was doing the video said that one time they had somebody down there for a single barrel pick and as they were getting ready to do it there's a rattlesnake underneath the bottom <laughs> set of barrels that was kind of like showing itself and then somebody came up with a shovel and cut the rattlesnake in half. And the guy was like, wow. I think I want that barrel. <laughs> I want that barrel that the rattlesnake was under. I was like, no way. So I was watching this on YouTube and I was like, man, this seems like the kind of place that I mean, I'd be like excited to hang out in. But talk about the, the tar- terroir of the region. Yeah, <laughs> rattlesnake, the under rattlesnake underneath the, bottom yeah. of the barrels and stuff. So you're talking about seeing some mice and cats and stuff in the warehouses in, in Kentucky. You probably aren't going to see any rattlesnakes. <laughs> oh my God. That Could you imagine being? on a barrel pick that would freak me out a little bit that would i'd say going for a taste man all right um moment of truth i'm nervous about it when you first told me about this i was not nervous because i did not know i just knew the proof and saw how dark it was yeah but now that i know it's six to seven years old i am now nervous all right well let's get the nerves going right. here here we go it's dark here we go holy geez that is very surprising hmm. <laughs> i'm going for a second drink all right. I'm going for another drink, too. But I think it got some stuff going on here. That All is right. chocolatey, bro. Ooh. Is that a, I mean, are you getting chocolate, too? I'm getting chocolate cherry. Holy cow. The front, the very front, I got a nice sweet hit. Yep. And then it transitioned into chocolate all towards this end. Yeah. Um, it, it, You can tell it's high proof. Right. It's warm. I can feel it in my chest. But I did not get that youthful high draw you up ethanol pop right exactly that's what i was afraid of i was very afraid of that yeah and we did i i know i didn't get it either holy good god so another thing we didn't tell you (laughs) and it's still going like i'm still filling it in my mouth yeah another thing we didn't tell you is garrison brothers sent a card along with this bottle which is supposed to contain tasting notes i said i set it on the table i didn't look at it but no neither of us looked at it and so We're going to have to see what this card says compared to what we're tasting. But I'm getting, you said chocolate. I get chocolate. 
I'm getting, um, I'm getting a heavy cherry. And then the other thing I'm getting is the finish has some kind of like a weird, I normally would refer to it as a kind of like a drying flavor. But to me, it's reminding me of like an aftertaste that almost pairs well with some kind of candy that I can't put my finger on. But that's kind of what the aftertaste is a little bit to me. When I say aftertaste, a finish. Sorry, not aftertaste. It's not aftertaste. But um, you're referring back to your uh, youthful age of Cinemax After Dark. Is that what? <laughs> after <laughs> you said it right, you took a drink. Look at you. You can't. You can't say that while I'm drinking. <laughs> Holy cow! Man, this is uh, like I'm still just feeling a little. I'm gonna go back for a third drink, but I was kind of letting it see if I could make it stop or wait till it stopped before I took a third drink. Yeah, this has a finish that goes a, a long time, right? You don't need to take multiple sips of this in succession. This is something to be savored, right? Mm. I just poured I think you said cherry. I get some cherryish. Um, I get some other. It's not wait, fruit. No, but it's not medicinal cherry like we're used to. Oh no no no! It is it's not a like different wild kind turkey. of cherry. Yeah, it's not. No, no, not that mm-hmm. kind of cherry. This is a different kind of cherry. And either some kind of other pear, apple, something. I don't know. A little stone fruit. Not tonight. <laughs> no, it's um. I am very happy that this is not that hot to be hot, high ethanol pop, right. draw you up, kill you. I know that you love the distillery down the road from here. Which distillery is that that I love? Um, the one that does the great marketing campaign. So even twenty five dollar low end bottles are allocated. Oh, uh, oh, you mean uh, Tater Trace, Land of the Wellers? Yeah, so. Wellers. Stag Junior to me is not good, right? At all, I agree. It is hot to be hot. It is not good. People that say they like it, I question them. You put it in a blind, and it's just it's hot to be hot, right? And it's also non-age stated. What rumored to be six to eight, nine years old, right? One thirty to one thirty-five proof. I was worried about this once you told me the age of it, but this is not hot to be hot. This is really, this is really good. Yeah, it's got. When you talk about a flavor ride. I'm going in for one more sip here because I'm going to nail this. I'm going to figure it out. The initial sweetness is wild. Oh, yeah. So I figured it out. Okay. When you have a younger weeder, and I'm assuming this is a weeder, and if it's not a weeder, they can call me out and say it's not a weeder, but I'm 95% sure it's a weeder. When you have a younger weeder, a lot of the times the um, finish on it comes off as like stale and drywally and construction-y and weird. Okay. So this started to hint at that, but something overtakes it and makes it sweet. And that's why I said what it reminds me of is, have you ever eaten a lot of candy? And when I say candy, I'm thinking of like, not like gummy bears, but just candy in general. And you're left with this flavor in your mouth that's kind of sweet, but it's kind of like the candy sweetness has worn off. And it's like, um, it's still a good flavor. It's like it needs you wanting to go back for more. That's kind of what I think is going on here. And I actually think it might be more in the realm of like a, like uh, the after after like a cinnamon disc, mm-hmm. like you know cinnamon red hot discs or not red hot, just yeah. the cinnamon discs that yeah. aren't necessarily hot. They're sweet cinnamon. Yeah, so, so it's like a sweet cinnamony finish. I get chocolate and I get cinnamon. Yeah, I get either pear or apple or something, yeah. but definitely cinnamony. Cinnamony, cinnamony, cinnamony. Yeah, no, this is uh, and that cherry. I'm still getting a strong cherry note. I don't know if you're getting it, but I'm getting it like right when I drink it, and it's. I'm getting more cinnamon than cherry. Okay, well, it's to me, it's going cherry, chocolate, cinnamon. That's the mm-hmm. the where I'm at with it. Cherry, chocolate, cinnamon. Um, that's in that order. Uh, for Let me, me take one more sip here. All right. 
we don't want to exhaust all this sample, and so we are missing our uh, third third compadre uh, this evening. Is back on the road, on the road again. Just can't wait to get back on the road again. No, he's uh he's traveling again. So, uh, Stephen, this one's for you. We're pouring it for you tonight, and uh, we we wish you could be with us. All right. Which was on video. Anthony, this is Anthony's third pour of this, just FYI. It is. It is, because I'm really enjoying it. I'm just saying, in general, we usually pour a sample, yep. try it, talk about it, pass, try, by. Right. Occasionally, we'll get a second pour. Right. This is a third pour. It is, and these are really small pours, though, because this is a four-ounce sample, and I do want to save a little bit uh, for when, when uh, Mr. Steven returns so that we can let him try this as well. Maybe we could surprise him with it and just give it to him yeah. blind and see what he thinks. So I'm definitely ch strong chocolate in the mid, cinnamon on the end. Okay. I have to trust your front side and say it's cherry, but I get I get some cherry. I'm just not sure if it's – I don't know if it's right there on that, but yeah. All right. Are you ready to turn over the tasting card and talk about that? <sighs> no, because they're going to say uh, – I don't like when people tell me what I should taste in bourbon. Do you? Right. I'm not a big fan of that. I think you should just, distilleries of the world, just don't tell people what they're going to taste because you could ruin it for them. You know, they might taste something that you didn't anticipate. Yep. Are, you, are you ready? Can I look at this? Look at it. Read it. All right. Here we go. It says, first of all, did you know their slogan is drink like an adult? <laughs> it says, or no, no, it's not their slogan. It's their, sa their safety statement. You know how everybody puts like a statement yeah. about drinking responsibly? Drink like an adult. It's drink like an adult. Well, I've seen some adults I've seen drink. Some adults that <laughs> Ooh. I've seen some adults who, who really so are not, that, all right, not all right. having a time. <laughs> not to not to not to like go off on the side here. Yeah, on yeah, that, go but ahead. I got like ADD and ADHD. No, that's and all fine. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Drink like an adult, right? Yeah. That kind of different many different people. Well, so in my neighborhood they have these signs up that okay. say drive like your was it children your, live your here? Children live here, yeah. Bro, Dude, that means I'm going to go 90 miles an hour down the road because my kids aren't stupid and they don't play in the streets. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. So I get the opposite meaning of that. Does anybody else like feel that way? It's like, because well, I see those signs, drive like your kids live here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, literally, I'm going to go 70 mile an hour because, you know, my kids don't play in the freaking street. As a communications expert, I can tell you that meaning varies um, when you read a sign like that. So I think that mm. uh, you are of that. So here we go. Are you ready All for right, this? Let's go. All right. It says the 2023 Cowboy Bourbon greets you with an alluring bourbon perfume, blending sense of fresh lumber and honey wheat bread. Honey wheat bread. Okay. Fresh lumber, though. You yeah. said cut. You cut said lumber. if you cut, that's what you said, right? Yeah, potent enough to stir the senses. So that might be the descriptor I've been looking for yeah. all these years when I talk about something that I think is in a younger weeded bourbon is a honey wheat bread because that crust and everything. Because that honey is sweet. Yep. But then, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. The initial heat reveals an array of flavors. Warm plums, rhubarb, cocoa powder, so there's chocolate. Is that chocolate. And cherry juice. Cherry, okay. Okay. Balanced by the earthiness of roasted pecans and a touch of white chocolate and clove honey. Now, pecans. I, did you get much nuttiness on I, that? I don't know. I don't know if I got pecans. I'm trying to see. Is that maybe that flavor that... Uh, so... You know what's funny? I don't eat pecans. That uh, might be the problem, but maybe it is pecan. Like, I eat pecans and ice cream. That's about it. I don't, like, eat, like, raw pecans. Anyway, that knows me close. <laughs> Laughs and makes fun of me so bad. Why? I love pecan pie. Okay. Minus the pecans. <laughs> 
<laughs> what sense does that make? I will eat the pecan. What come I'll, on? I'll peel the pecans off the Get top. A mess over here. I'll suck all the all the. I guess was it corn syrup and sugar or whatever you it suck all the it is. Poison out. And I spit the pecans <laughs> out. And I eat all the filling, bro. I'm so I'm so messed up in the head. Oh man. Okay. So roasted pecans, touch of white chocolate, and clove honey. I guess I get the honey on that. The clove honey, because clove honey is kind of like this is. Yeah. This yeah. Is, is wildly sweet. And so here we go. Are you ready for the finish? Okay. The finish is a delightful mix of cinnamon Twizzlers. I never had cinnamon Twizzlers. I've never had cinnamon Twizzlers. Don't know what but that we got is. cinnamon, right? We got cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah. Burnt marshmallows. Did you get burnt marshmallow? I did not. Let me see. I don't think I got. Not really. Uh, Werther's chewy caramels. I guess. Oh, red hots and apple cider. Red hots. Red hots. There you go. And I got apple. Well, and apple. I said pear. Right? Yeah, you yeah. said apple and pear. Leaving behind a warm. Warmth akin to the spicy citrus cinnamon and comforting apple pie. I can see that. Mm, yep. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I'm going to give them like a, compared to us, the two of us here tonight, I'm going to give them like a rating of about 70%. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm 70%. Maybe they're the masters and they know what they're talking about, but tasting notes on the card revealed right here. There they are. Um, goodness, man. Um, this is shocking. Shockingly good in my opinion, um, way more than I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, so I'm after this, I'm going to probably go and don't get mad at me, but I'm going to go to total wine. Right. Oh God. What are you going there for? I'm not going to buy anything. Okay. All right. I'm not going to buy anything. Just look around. I'm going to total wine where they've got five or six different Garrison brothers. Just kind of read more of the labels. Right. Cause I thought they were MGP source, but I guess they're their own stuff. I'm going to read up about a little bit more. This is, uh, cause this has got me very intrigued, man. Yeah. Um, Me too, man. I uh, I thought they were using, you know, 8, 10, 12-year-old sourced MGP. So once I learned, what, an hour ago that this yeah. was six to seven years old, I was like, oh, crap, it's not going to be good. <laughs> I thought the same thing, man. Um, Especially the initial nosing did this not dynamite. give. Yeah. Oh, initial nosing because it was a lot of just hot to be hot right. on the nose of this a little right. bit. But, uh, man, this, gosh, this is good. What's their top of the line? What's their, like, most... I think uh, this Cowboy is their high end. Is their high end? Don't they have one that's even higher than this, like 300-something? Is, is Bal, Balmora or something like that? Or what is their... Uh, um, because I feel like my brother... So not to go into talking about my family real quick here, but my brother, when he um, switched jobs, okay, and he left his job, the folks at his previous job got him a bottle of garrison brothers whiskey maybe it was cowboy <laughs> now that i think about it, i think it was cowboy yeah yeah so maybe this is the best one and so i think he has that bottle in his in his place and he hasn't opened it yet so now i'm gonna have to tell him we got to open that because i think it was probably been three years ago oh no, no, no you're right all right so I'm, I'm going to their website and i'm assuming they're going lowest to highest they say small batch right then they say single barrel then they say cowboy then they say diarrhea. No, not diarrhea. Um, ball, <laughs> Bal, Balmorea or whatever that is. Balmorea. I know. I always have that same visceral reaction uh, to that name. Twice barreled bourbon whiskey. Okay. Uh, then they've got Laguna Madre. Oh, interesting. Now, I don't know. This is just their order on their website. Okay. Uh, then it says Honeydew. Oh, uh, I guess that's supposed to be like a honey actually, no, soaked Actually, no, they're not going to order then because okay. Honeydew is honey-infused straight bourbon whiskey at 80 proof. Okay. So they're not going to order. Uh Oh my gosh. What's up? They have one called Ladybird. Are you serious? I love King of the Hill. There you go. Ladybird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Texas honey infused cognac finished bourbon. Okay. Dang it, dude. Well, 
is this free sample going to cost me a lot of money trying to buy some of these now? <laughs> um, well, I know it's it's probably going to cost me at least a Guadalupe to get one. Guadalupe. Guadalupe. All right, so this is not a good order then of lowest to highest. Then. Well, I just can't um, remember. I just know my brother has a bottle of Garrison Brothers sitting on his whiskey shelf that we have not opened yet. And I got to visit him now. And if I gotta it's open Cowboy, it. if it's you got to open it. Yeah, because it's, I think it's at least three years. He's I think had Cowboy's it. the best, man. Is that the best one? The other one might be more expensive, that yeah. diarrhea one. But <laughs> <laughs> what's it called? Hemorrhaging? Hem- <laughs> what's it? They got to rename that, don't they? <laughs> I feel like just based on the, the name of that, they got to rename it. I mean, again, watch it be like, uh, yeah, well, that was supposed to be something that was very special to us. Right. Thanks for it's ruining a, it. It's a family, yeah. tra- uh, you know, yeah. This is great, man. So, Kenny, with this, with our banter over here. So, Kenny, I'm just going to throw it out there. Would you pass, try, or buy on this Garrison Brothers 2023 release of the Cowboy Bourbon? Okay. So, I, for me personally, I am a 100% buy. All right. If you are uh, fresh into your bourbon journey and you're on 80 proof 90 proof 100 proof bourbon and 100 proof is really where you top out at right then i would i would pass if i were you for right now because it's going to be too much for you right but if you drink bourbon for at least a year or two um i would this is a buy man this is this is so good yeah so good you know i'm going to just piggyback right off that i'm going to say this you mentioned stag jr earlier right and we know that here's the thing okay so we like to talk about value on the podcast. You I know what? Yeah, and I don't. I didn't take that into my 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 account either. Oh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk because about it. I don't know what it's gonna be though. Yeah, but crap. Here's That's a good the thing, point. Though. Good good point, Anthony. If it's two fifty, right? That's retail. That's retail. And I don't know that these. I don't think I could be wrong. These. I don't think they carry secondary because I never paid attention to it. And so if they don't carry a secondary, and you're going to pay two fifty for a Stag Junior, which most people do on secondary, yeah. I would buy this. Oh, 100 percent. And I would not only buy it over that, but I'm like, I'm actually kind of like, hmm, you know, I wasn't even thinking about buying a Garrison Brothers this fall, and now I'm like, thank you for sending that sample because I am also a buy, and I'm going to be looking for a bottle of this because it's super unique. And again, I agree with you though. If you're not into high proof, if you don't like, um, if you're more in the range of you like things that so a lot of people quote like unquote, to, smooth, yeah, yeah, like to drink. And and again, when you get smooth, you're going to go into the, like that eight to twelve year range at a lower proof. You're going to get smooth. There's some stuff at eight to twelve years at ninety proof that you're not even going to be able to taste. It's so smooth, right? Right. If you want to be in that realm, then this probably isn't for you. So we got to take that into consideration, or you might want to try it just to see it's for you. But like for me, at, at a higher proof, I'm buying and. The only thing I can think of, and I want you to give me the analysis on this, that I would say is you got things like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof out there, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to only spend 80 85 on Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. You're only going to be 120 to 132 proof maybe because that's what the recent releases have been. And uh, I don't know, man. Like This is just a different animal. Do you agree? What do you think? So that's the thing. Uh the newest Elijah Craig Barrel Proof batch is what the thirteen and a half year one thirty five one thirty six proof. Oh yeah, it is a higher proof. Yeah, but big butt. Yeah, big butt. Big butt. Every Elijah Craig Barrel proof, proof I've had has not been like this. Right. This is that richness, like a Coy Hill type oh, yeah. richness. Um, this is a dank, dark. Just this is this is a different animal. It slaps. It's a different animal. <laughs> it totally slaps, um, man. It is a different. That's why I said it's a different taste. The profile is richer. Yeah, man. It's uh, just yeah, it's nice. 
I really want to take my headphones off and go pour you a blonde right now, bro. You do? And have you blonde against this. Should we do it just for the sake of Can you of kind the... of talk a little bit while I pour that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm going to say this. While Kenny is going to find something to blind me with, and you should probably find fresh glasses for that. While he's preparing his blind, I can say this. I didn't do any research on what it's like down at the distillery on release day. And I know that this, this episode of the podcast is going to be hitting the day before this thing releases. But I hope it's like a raucous atmosphere. and um, But, you know, a controlled one because we've seen how releases go down here and how they're kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, I can only imagine. I wonder if it's like... I would I would assume based on what I'm tasting tonight that people go out in mass and crowd out and they sell that thousand bottles out in, in a matter of a day because uh, if I was down in Texas and I was anywhere close to this this city I would be going down there to get a bottle for sure so I'm um, gonna have to wait a little bit longer until it hits you know the lbs and total wines I don't think I've ever seen this in Kroger Kenny while you're pouring over there have you ever seen this in Kroger can you give me an analysis or no hang on okay that All microphone right. will pick it up just yell it out. I've never seen Garrison Brothers in Kroger, have you? Uh, I have not. I've seen Garrison Brothers at uh, Liquor Barn and Total Wine. And Total Wine. So I got no idea what I got here? No idea what you got. So the thing, and the reason I said I got to go to Total Wine to look, is the Liquor Barn is like up on the top shelf behind where you check out where all the te- weird, weird actual tequilas are. Right. Like, like you can't even like go browse them. So I'm sure their their actual sales probably suck on Garrison Brothers because you can't even touch can't them, see them, feel yeah. them, read them. It's like literally, yeah. no, you have to go behind the register. Oh, really? Like literally behind the register. As in, I told a lady the other day when I was there, I was like, hey, I want to go look at that Garrison Brother because I once you know we had that sample, I was going to see if they had any cowboy okay. at Liquor Barn. Yep. And so I literally had like it was like I was an employee. It was weird. I was behind the, the counter. <laughs> you know what so, you should do? We should tell Donis uh, about that. He sounds like he'd go in there and make sure that that wasn't tucked behind the shelf. You don't want you don't want Donis. What you gonna do when Donis comes? <laughs> gonna crank that knob <laughs> beyond the breaking points. Uh, all right, here we go. So, so I tell you what, though, man, I'm um, this is uh, this is this is like finding a jewel, man. I think. I think this is like finding a jewel, bro. All right. Just like a little hidden. Spiritual experience. I was thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, man. I just... Because um, I was honestly thinking we were going to get like in a situation where I was... We always joked like way back when we got our first media sample here on the Mashup Podcast when Michael was with us. <laughs> I'll never forget it. He said, well, I hope, uh, you know, that we're as excited about this or whatever. He goes, because if we're not, he said, I'm sure we're going to get a bill for this bottle. <laughs> That's what he said. And I, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, yeah, he's right. We, we might get a bill for the bottle. And unfortunately, I can't remember. I think that was a water shot out of Columbus, Ohio. I mean, there's good potential there, but we did not like that four-year-old bourbon that we tasted from them a long time ago. But I'm yeah. sure they got different stuff now. But I remember that. He said, they're going to send us a bill for the bottle. And Yeah. Well, once I found out an hour ago, this was a six-year, seven-year, six-and-a-half-year I was thinking I'm gonna get like a stag junior mixed with hidden barn. I was gonna get oh. like this young and just you know uh, grainy right. corn forward. The with grain the, is and what that I was wheat, about. you know, is just where young weeder. But man, that's a different animal, bro. So you poured this blind for us here. Yep. And this is gonna this is gonna either solidify or make us question what we just said in the past. Try or buy. Mm. I'm gonna pour something better. <laughs> Oh about goodness. that um so i tasted the left glass first i'm not sure it's in there but i don't think it's a okay. brothers actually all right so i hope i don't eat crow on this because i can tell which one the garrison brothers is just because we drank it yep um 
and now I just have to decide whether I like it better than whatever you poured. Right, and that's the thing. It's yeah, it is so unique and different that especially after just having it, you're not gonna you know, yeah, not gonna not fool you. Not right, forgetting it. Right, exactly. But that's definitely weeder, bro. It's got to be weeder. You know, like I said, that their mash bill is not disclosed on this particular one. They've had a few mash bills, but they definitely taste wheat uh, weeder on that. Oh man, you did pour something nice though. Yeah, I did. Whenever you poured it against, it's really nice. Really good. Um, who? I think whatever you poured though is definitely lower proof. Um, do you pour lower proof? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay. Well, I'm just trying. To think so about I poured it. you a really good uh, Buffalo Trace store pick. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. It's like get out of here. No, I poured you something that's. I don't know, man. What do you think, man? I'm gonna take a sip of it here, and I'm gonna tell you what I think. All right. So while he's doing that, man, I, I do I do encourage our listeners just to blind, like truly, truly blind, man. Uh, you know, it's fun to blind against your buddies and try to guess. You know, who's you know here's ten bottles. Let's see who guesses that how many the most are correct. But I blind mainly just to remove the label, the marketing, the price tag, and see what's what. Um, that will help you determine what to spend your money on. Because I mean, you know doesn't grow on trees or not everybody's a professor you know at a, at a steamed university so we <laughs> all can't on. you know come on man come uh, on don't do me nah, like that no nah, but I, I do I, it's, I blind man to move that to move that price tag and that, so that marketing my analysis is this all right left glass i'm guessing left glasses what was blinded because i can tell right glasses of uh um the cowboy bird when i'm drinking them side by side i prefer the finish of the left glass but i still prefer the front end flavors and the front palette of the right glass so um i like them both for different reasons mm -hmm. if you're asking me to declare a winner um and you, I don't, and you know, don't have to declare a winner That's i was fine. gonna say i don't think i can declare no. a winner because i think i've almost fallen in love with this a little bit which is a little weird to say um, but when I drink it against this, I don't appreciate the finish as much as I did when before I was drinking against it. So mm. um, the finish is a little bit, little, little tiny bit more harsh than whatever you poured here on the left. The left finish is more like Man. smooth and nice. But that this, front and that mid though oh, on just, the garrison, it's killer. Wow, it's killer. I mean, All that's right. what I'm saying. I can't, I can't say that I would. All right. Like, so what I poured you? Oh God, don't tell me it's like William Weller or something because if it is, I'm gonna freaking flip out. Uh, so what I poured you is secondary right now, consistently, 100% day in, day out, $650. Ooh. What is consistently $650 on secondary? Is it a weeder? S no. So that's say, it didn't taste like not a weeder. weeder. Yeah. So this is a 141 and some change proof. Okay. So the proof is right there together. All right. Koi Hill. So Koi Hill on these are these is not the small batch from 2022. This is a single barrel from 2021. Oh my God, mind blowing! So these no, are like still. what eight to nine years old? Yeah, nine years old, something right. like that. So I do agree that the finish is a little nicer on the Koi Hill. Yep, um, it's definitely uh, hate to use the word smooth, but it's uh, it's it's a little bit nicer finish, a little bit more inviting finish. Right, but that front side of that Garrison. Ooh, bro. That's killer. It's killer, man. I mean, seriously. Um, it's killer. So that was a really good blind. This is not going to be. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's hard to pick between those two, but um, I just wanted to see how that Garrison would hang. So it's two fifty retail. I haven't really seen much on a secondary on Garrisons, but even if it's a three fifty, a four hundred, you know, I mean, it's hanging with the these other bottle. 
this other bottle is expensive. So I think so, and I think they may have uncovered the secret here. And I think the secret really is you got that high heat in Texas. You go in at a high proof. They said it's the highest proof they've ever bottled at. Yeah. And he's apparently they're collecting these these barrels throughout the year. Yeah, I think they're onto something special here. This is good, I, man. I can't believe that I uh, this is the first time I've ever tried a Garrison Brothers product. <laughs> I know that's why I feel bad about that. <laughs> oh man! But well, hey, good job on sending some media samples. Ooh. You got you got two two new fans, some fans who could be looking for this bottle. So you all should keep an eye out for it too boom and with that thanks for listening to this week's edition please like and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at mashing pi also don't forget to visit our partner bourbonoutfitter.com enter code the mashup for a special discount let's make your thoughts on the comment section until next time